This is the Big Brand Theory Podcast by Blackwood Creative with your host, Ryan Zerfus. And now, here's Ryan. Hey, hey, guys. Welcome to the Big Brand Theory Podcast. I am Ryan Zerfus, uh, VP of Customer Success at Blackwood Creative, which is a digital marketing agency here in good old Mishawaka, Indiana. And today, we're going to be focusing in on marketing versus branding. And to do that, I have my good buddy here, Johnny Chagas. What is up? All right. Thanks for joining us today, Johnny. So Johnny is our creative director here at Blackwood Creative. And uh, Johnny, how long have you been here at Blackwood? Um, This summer is going to make two years of me being here. Okay. I'm going to complete it. Uh, I believe it might be May. Okay. I don't so know you exactly think, the date. Okay, so you don't pay attention to dates too closely, we'll, it seems. We'll pay attention to the calendar. It's on the calendar. Okay, it's, you, got, you got a calendar reminder. <laughs> Two Every, years. Yep. Just gonna, it's just going to happen one day, and it's going to be great. Okay. I believe it. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you've worked here for two years. I, You've been here a long, longer than I have, and so you have welcomed me in. And so, Johnny, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you initially got into graphic design in the first place. So um, when I came to school, to college, to university, I actually wanted to be an architect at first. My game plan was I'm going to go to the school, do a few gen eds, get them out of the way, and then transfer into a better architecture school once I have a little, a better grasp at um, university. Oh, I'm not from here. I'm from Brazil. So uh, when I have a better grasp at this university thing in the U.S. So um, that's what I came here for. But then... um, I picked a major. I just picked graphic design because um, that is something I've been doing since sixth grade. And so I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick this out because I enjoy doing it. Um, I've been doing, again, I've been doing it since I was in sixth grade. I started messing around with Photoshop and playing around a little middle school. Um, And then when I got to high school, I started doing more stuff, uh, quote unquote, officially, officially with my high school. And so since then, I never stopped. And here I am. Yeah, here you are. So Johnny heads up a lot of our graphic design projects, and he's our creative director, so he oversees any of our creative projects and manages just sort of the the timeline and expectations and who's going to do what. So Johnny, what is your favorite kind of graphic design project to work on? Um, I would say by far logo making. I love designing logos. If I could do that all day, every day, and there were just new businesses popping around every corner, I would make logos for every single one of okay. them. I just think it's the most fun part of it because ideally it's the beginning. That's when something is just starting. So there's not, unless it's a rebrand, but in most cases it might be just something starting. So you have a lot of freedom of, uh, a lot of creative freedom to just do whatever, not necessarily what you want, but what the client might be wanting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I've seen a lot of cool logos that have come out of Johnny's uh, work. And yeah, so definitely logos are Johnny's jam. Um, So yeah, today we are focusing in on marketing versus branding and sort of to kick things off. uh, Johnny, do you think a lot of companies have a good grasp at what the difference is between branding and marketing? Um, I do not believe that at all. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand that there is a very distinct and clear difference between the two. Okay. Although there might be a small area in which they overlap, 
most of it is very distinctly different one from the other um a brand so like i was talking about the logo a brand is who you are it's your identity it's what people see it's um you know some people i've, I've heard some people say that logos are the face of a company mm-hmm. so the logo is what people see it's what they remember you by so like when I'm looking at you, you have a majestic stash going on and that's what I remember <laughs> you. you for. Yes. So um, that's what some people do. That's what some people have. And that's branding. Marketing is how do you get that, whatever I just mentioned, um, whatever your message is, and how do you connect that to your audience of the other side, which at one point you had to find what your target audience is. And so marketing is the connecting point of the two of your identity to your audience. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So let's say a company is wanting to sort of get into this marketing and branding game. Um, What would you say is their first step? Where do they start? Well, the branding is the first step. That's where you have to start. You have to have a concrete and solid brand to have a good marketing campaign. Sorry, not a good, a great marketing campaign. Yeah. You can have good marketing campaigns without a brand, but in the long run, the brand is what's going to make people come back to you. Um, it's not your marketing because the marketing, in theory, is going to stimulate someone to buy something. It's going to make you want to get whatever good or services um, you are providing. Mm. And the brand is what it's going to make them come back later for. So um, an idea. I love Adidas. Everything yes, Adidas. Yes, you do. I, I can attest to that. Three stripes, everything. Um, <laughs> but the three stripes is their brand. If I see you wearing pants that have three stripes on them i'm like oh that's adidas if i see someone walking around with a pair of shoes that have three stripes on the side oh that's adidas and that's what makes me go back i want to go back and get those whatever it is that has those three stripes on it and um, it's not their marketing not necessarily i get some of their marketing on social media and everything i probably will get a lot of this a lot of it after talking about this especially (laughs) but um i love um I love that whole branding part because that is what is going to stay stuck in someone's mind. That's and what's going to keep you. Correct. Yeah. That's what's going to make you uh, devoted to and, them or loyal to them. Yeah, and you, Johnny, have bought into the Adidas brand. Exactly. You, you are a fan of, of who they are as a company and the, the kind of persona that they have and the quality and all anything that you associate with the Adidas brand in your brain. Um, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's say a company then is going to start on that path of focusing on their branding first. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say are some major key elements that they're going to focus in on then to, to sort of do that branding process? Well, what are some of the elements at play? So, um, this is the part where the two overlap branding and marketing. You have to do your branding with the idea of marketing. You have to remind yourself to remember that in the future, you are going to be marketing this. Um, no company gets big by just sitting there. And so how can you make, how can you create this brand and make it easy or coherent or great for it to be marketable later? Yeah. And so um, those are a few of the first steps. You have to think, okay, so um, like I said, the first thing is your logo. First, you have to think of your logo and what do you want it to be what do you want to say on it what's your company name do you want your tagline underneath or do you not do you uh, want an image an icon do you want a letter do you want you know all those things are obviously all being thought of especially in the branding branding section but 
you have to remember the marketing in the future. So what what are these colors? Are these yeah. colors good? Do you want these colors to be all over your social media and all your print elements and your t-shirts and your polos and your jackets? And sometimes you're building, you know. Right, um, right. We've been, you and I have been in some buildings where it's very colorful inside with the logo colors yep. and everything. And yeah, so, their colors are everywhere. Exactly. Some people go all into their branding. They want everything to be there. They want you to walk into their building and clearly tell this is this company. Right. And so um, you have to keep that in mind. Those are all marketing elements, whether physical, on social media, um, print, whatever it is. You have to keep that in mind, colors, logos, and all, all of that. Yeah. Going a little bit beyond just like the, the graphic elements of the branding process, what are other things that people have to consider in the branding process that are more uh, personality or persona related? Like what kinds of things do companies need to think about beyond just like the, the visual things that you're going to see in a branding? Well, you have to think of um, how it sounds. Is it easy to talk about? Is it clear to talk about? You know, um, you don't want to have a have a brand, have a company that people don't actually know what you're providing. You know, we talked about this in our team meeting about a couple months ago where um, it's that, I think it was like what, five, five, 10 second test of where mm-hmm. just go to a random person, be nice about it, but <laughs> um, go to a person and ask if they could give you 15 seconds of their time. Open a website in front of them, maybe your company website. Give them 10 seconds. Don't say anything. Just open it there. And then close it and ask them, okay, what do I sell? And that right there is going to tell you that what is clear to them. What do they see? Is it just nothing? Do they not know at all? Do they have to guess? Um, maybe they're going to guess right, but is it going to be accurate to what you do? And so all of those are, are things that you have to think about um, in your messaging. Branding and messaging are directly connected. And yeah. again, marketing is how do you pass along that message? And so you always have to think of more than just visuals, like you just said, and more about how is it going to stick in their mind? How are they going to talk about this? Yeah, for sure. And I know here at Blackwood, we've thought about that too, as far as, far as like um, beyond just what the look and, you know, the look of our company is, we have to think about sort of, I guess, like the feel aspect or maybe the personality of what our company is going to be. You know, are we going to be cheeky? Are we going to be witty? Are we going to be super friendly? Are we going to mm-hmm. be trustworthy? Um, so I, I've gotten a taste of that in this, you know, company in this role of just thinking more about that those things really matter. Uh, they matter to our audience a lot as far as just how they how they're going to interact with our company and the kind of interaction they're going to have. And um, and so that's been an interesting thing to, for me to watch, you know, sort of you guys talk about that and how we go about um, that. So um so let's say then a company has gone through sort of that initial branding process. Mm-hmm. They, they have sort of those initial elements figured out and, um, you know, they have a logo, they have colors, they've decided on their messaging, they've sort of decided on their personality. Um, where do they go from there then and sort of moving into the marketing piece that you had been talking about? So how, when, when and how does a company transition from finishing branding to moving into marketing? Um, that's actually a great question because that is going to vary and be very different um, going from company to company. Yeah, Some companies may have started selling and providing services or goods 
before their brand is actually out there. And For that's, sure. that's what happens sometimes when you're freelancing, right? When you're um, doing your own little thing, you, you start, you start selling, you start helping, you start um, getting an income from doing what you're doing. And then you're like, oh, maybe I should have a logo. Maybe I should have a website. Yeah. And so some people may have already started their marketing before the branding, which is what I said. It's possible. It's not the best. It's not going to stick. You're going to have to spend a lot more than if you have a concrete branding mm -hmm. um, strategy or brand, a whole brand, and then going to marketing. And yeah. so um, let's say a company that is just that has started selling. It's just a mom and pop shop. Um, you are providing something from your garage and um, then you go through branding. And at that point, you can just jump straight into marketing because you already know what you're doing. You have already been doing it. You have mm -hmm. already been going to networking events and running a few ads on Instagram or whatever. And so you can just jump right into it. Now, if it's a brand new company, you're starting with your branding. You haven't sold anything yet. You want to strategize. You want to create a whole tactic around your marketing. You want to know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it mm -hmm. because you don't know what works. You have to test. You don't know who's your target. Maybe you do know your target audience, but maybe you're going to have to find it and expand on it. And mm -hmm. so all that is going to have to be um, thought of as soon as you're done with your branding because, or sometimes during the creation of your branding. Yeah. And so um, you have to create um, the whole branding with the marketing in mind for the future. And then maybe in the middle of it, once everything starts um, coming down and being concrete, you're going to move into the marketing side and that's when yeah. you know you're starting to take steps forward with advertising and all that yeah stuff. yeah no that makes a lot of sense i mean it's definitely a very fluid process and companies and people will find themselves all over sort of a spectrum in there because you're going to have people who have a business idea mm -hmm. but they haven't started it so they have sort of all the time in the world. I mean, I know it's not really all the time, but they have they have a lot of time to sit down, really think through the entirety of their business, create a business plan, and during that process, think about the branding, come up with their logo, come, you know, come up with their colors, come up with the messaging before anything's ever started. Mm -hmm. And then you have companies, which I think a lot of companies fall in, probably in this category, um, is they're already acting on their plan they right. already have an open business they're already selling product or services mm -hmm. um and so they were excited about it they wanted to get started or they just they needed to because they needed to make money mm -hmm. so they started acting and now sort of retroactively they're coming back and saying you know what i should probably start to think about this branding piece because we're 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 moving but we're sort of lacking something and i think i i've noticed that a lot in this in this, you know, position here at Blackwood is a lot of companies fall in that category where they, where they are moving forward and things are maybe going okay, but they get to a point where they realize like something could be better about what we're doing. Right. And I think a lot of times that is branding. So, so tell me a little bit about, um, the importance of, cause this is something that we talk about a lot is mm -hmm. the importance of consistency. Why is consistency so important in branding? You know, before I jump into that question, I'm actually going to backtrack a Go little for it. because you're talking about um, what can be better. Um, and one thing that happens a lot and you've seen it, we've talked about it, is people that do have a quote unquote brand, but it was 
their cousin, their second cousin, who made it for free because he knew how to mess around with this. Uh-huh. And so I know a guy that knows a guy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You, it's that that friend of a friend of a friend, and you have a brand that you may be proud of, you may be okay with it, but it's not the best. You don't want to be remembered for that company that has the ugly logo. You don't want to be that company that has those weird colors that no one understands why those colors are there. Mm -hmm. And so um, sometimes branding is about, and sorry, this is where I was talking about the rebrand. Sometimes you do have that brand, but you have to change it because it's not actually working anymore. And um, that's when you have to be willing to invest the money into it. For and sure. And it, it's not cheap. It's not It's not easy to get. It's not easy to invest that type of money. But using that same word, you have to think of it as an investment. It's something that is going Definitely. to help you. It's not just you're throwing money away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. And rebrand, I mean, when, when you're considering rebranding, so you're a company that's already acting, you already have a brand. And you sort of hit pause and say, okay, we want to make adjustments or we want to completely rebrand can be a very worthwhile investment, uh, but can be a little bit harder in the middle because you have to consider your existing branding is already everywhere. Hopefully is already all over your company, your product, your swag, your, you know, all your social media, everything. It should be. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big consideration too for a rebrand is you have to consider all of those things need to change. So even physical things. So if you have physical signs out in front of your building or on your building, you're going to need to keep those consistent with your new brand. So there are costs for the creative work of mm-hmm. rebranding, but then there's also all of the cost of sort of changing the physical elements. And that's not to say it's not worth it. It could be very worth it to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of the cost difference between I guess maybe doing a branding project from the very outset of your company to maybe doing it five, 10 years into your company. Right. Uh, the consistency is key. You have to keep it consistent throughout. You have to um, make sure that people are going to remember who you are. It, it's going back to that Adidas thing. You won't see Adidas putting something with four stripes or two, yeah. right? They're That'd consistent with those three. They're consistent with their colors. A lot of their social media is black and white. Sometimes it has some colors in it. But when they do have colors, you know it's Adidas because there's their style and the way they take their pictures and the way they put the words. All of that is consistency. And it goes way farther than just your logo. It goes into your fonts and what fonts you're using and how you're using those. It goes into your colors and what types of shapes goes into your posts and how do you... Um, how do you share quotes? How do you share videos? You know, yeah. all of that is branding. All of that is making sure that whole brand is consistent um, all throughout. Yeah. So speak a little bit to that. Uh, like I said earlier, I, you know, this is something that I hear you talk about pretty frequently, that just the importance of consistency in a brand. And I, and I have heard you talk about it and totally agree. I can see the importance of it, but maybe explain a little bit why is consistency in your brand such an important thing for companies to consider? Well, um, I think that part goes a little into marketing. You have to remember that everything that you do, you have to be able to market it. In order to make money, you're going to have to sell it. And so in order to sell it, you have to be able to consistently market. You have to be able to show the same thing um, from one side to the other, from one post to the other, from one blog to the other, on your website at the top or at the bottom. Like All of that has to be consistent. And the way that helps is... 
there's a rule in radio when you're doing an ad in radio you want to say the name of your company three times mm-hmm. and the reason for that is repetition because you're re- repeating it it's going to stick in the brain if i talk to you if i'm talking to you right now and i say um i like pizza once you might remember it, you might not. But if I keep talking about how much I like pizza, because pizza is my whole life. I grew up <laughs> eating pizza. Now you're going to remember, wait, Johnny likes pizza. Because I was repeating it over and over and over again. That is what consistency does. You're consistent in repeating the same phrasing, the same word, the same image, the same color. And that is going to stick in people's mind because they're going to see it and they're going to remember. It might not have your logo on it. Um, you might just see a color that is connected to your logo and people are going to be like, Oh, that's the color Blackwood mm-hmm. uses. Yeah. That's a color zip uses. And because of that, that's going to create, um, this little light bulb, this little thought of like, Oh, that's cool. And then maybe if they're thinking of something related, like, Oh, I want a website, like, Oh, wait, let me, let me go check them out. And mm-hmm. so that all creates the, the little, it's remembering things. It's making sure that it's, it's in people's minds. Yeah. For sure. And even for me as sort of uh, a novice consumer, uh, I've definitely experienced that when I've gone to maybe a company's website and then to maybe their Facebook page. And then maybe I see, you know, whether a, a billboard or a print ad or something from them and they have different logos or different colors mm-hmm. or even different, like you're saying, just different fonts and and you notice, I think our brains are trained to like notice those inconsistencies, those, mm-hmm. I mean, it would sort of feel like flaws, you know, like they're, this is the same company, but they're not presenting themselves in the same way. And I think as a consumer, uh, to me, that, that sort of signals um, a lack of care a little bit for who, who you are as a company and, and also just sort of signals like a, a lower quality. Like if that, at least for me, uh, if if your branding's not consistent, it 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 automatically puts me in this mindset of like uh, you don't care too much, so your quality must be lower because this is something that you're not investing in. Right. Um, so I've definitely run into that recently, where it's like your logos are different everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh wow, okay, mm-hmm. that could probably easily be fixed if you just you know took the time to do it. So, right. um, yeah, totally get that. Um, you just have to remember too that it's okay to have variant or variations of your logo sometimes some people have horizontal and vertical that's not what we're talking about we're talking about a whole different icon a whole different font where your name is written like Mm -hmm. a whole different color scheme and so that's what this is all about this is the consistency the consistency is keeping the same shapes the same logos the same fonts all that stuff that's gonna stick in people's mind and remember that oh this is their brand this is who they are yeah for sure. So st- sticking sort of with that consistency, um, I've noticed that some companies use uh, use a brand guide. So mm-hmm. once they finish the branding process, they sort of put all of the elements of their brand sort of into a, a guide that they, the owners, and the companies, the employees can use. And I've noticed that some companies don't do that. They don't Maybe they've gone through a branding process, but then they don't want the brand guide. So you as the branding sort of guy guru here, mm-hmm. um, can you speak to brand guides and, and why they're so important? The brand guide is going to create that consistency. That's the core of it. You can't 
you can't try to keep something consistent without having some sort of guideline by which people have to live by. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the reason you want a brand guide is because you may have a graphic designer now, or you may have hired a freelance designer to make this brochure for you, mm-hmm. and he's gonna make it this way. Maybe this is your first brochure, and that's okay. You're you're making this brochure this way. And then, let's say two months down, you have a different event that you want to advertise and create a new brochure for. So you hire a different designer because that one moved away or that one now is charging too much. And so you want someone else. Whatever the reason is, you you hire someone else. And that person now has a complete different style of designing. And the way they're going to make a brochure is going to be completely different from that first one. But if that first one was successful, if that event was successful or not, you want to create that consistent brand Sorry, in the case it's not successful, you want to make sure to change that. And whenever you find something that works, you want to keep that going. No matter who's designing it, no matter who's making, who's selling, who's Mm -hmm. distributing it, you want to make sure that's all consistent. That's why you want to keep a brand guide that's fully updated and it has all the aspects of everything because it may not be the same person putting everything together and you want to make sure that whoever it is can put it together the same way. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even just internally across a company, even if you only have five employees or whether you have a thousand employees, a brand guide that is something that your employees are sort of mandated to follow can be a great thing just because uh, those employees are going to market in different ways. They're going to live their life and and be active on social media or talk to their friends about mm-hmm. it or um, create even documents that are handed out, you know, whatever, brochures. And so uh, if they have a guide to follow, um, then it's going to be consistent even across your employees and mm-hmm. sort of the unified front that you are all presenting to the public. Whereas if you don't have that brand, brand guide, and I've seen this in different cases as well, uh, every employee sort of gets to pick and choose what they want to do and they have the freedom to sort of express your company how they want. Exactly. Sounds fun, but can have bad repercussions for your company. Um, And, and, you know, like you were saying, that can really take away from the consistency of your brand and present this sort of confusing picture to the public where people um, don't get that consistent message. So then they don't have a clear picture of who you are, what you're about, you know, just sort of that identity that you're talking about. Right. And you want to make sure people see your identity, what you want them to see. You want to make sure they're getting the right message from you. Um, and one thought that comes to mind when you say that is like insurance agents or people that are selling with multiple salesmen, companies that are selling multiple salesmen. You don't want salesman A to go out with this yellow brochure or this yellow rack card and then salesman B go out with the red one if those two aren't your colors. Maybe yellow is, but maybe red isn't, but Mm -hmm. he likes red and so he wants to use red, but with the brand guideline, with the brand guide, you're not going to let that happen and that's not going to break your, that's not going to break your, your whole brand and your whole, again, the consistency chain. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So company has done all the things that you sort of talk about. They have a consistent brand out there. We've sort of mentioned companies transitioning to this marketing aspect. So Mm -hmm. what are those channels that they're going to start thinking about to market who they are? The first thing is find your audience. Who is it that you're targeting? Because that is going to determine a lot of how you're going to reach them. Mm -hmm. So 
if you're trying to reach a younger audience, maybe college age, um, maybe a little older than that, you're probably going to want to hit Instagram or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a social media, something a little more trendy, I want to say. But let's say your audience is a little more um, on the older scale compared to a college student, maybe a dad, maybe a grandpa, maybe, yeah, let's say grandparents, you're not going to hit them on Instagram, maybe Facebook. Facebook might have a little older generation on it, um, but maybe the newspapers, maybe more physical things because I feel like the younger people are now, the less they're reading physically. You know, yeah, they're not getting newspapers, sure. magazines, whatever. So you always have to be aware of that. That's how you market to your audience. You have to find what that channel is that you can connect to them and how can you walk into that channel and grab them, get their attention and bring them to you. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think that's true. I mean, there's definitely a gap between what my 73-year-old dad Mm -hmm. is going to, you know, the the places that he's going to be to be looking for content or products comparatively to me and then comparatively to my you know, 16 year old niece, right. Who's probably on like TikTok and stuff. Exactly. You know, nothing against TikTok. Like I don't have a TikTok. Uh-huh. I'm, in, I'm in my thirties. Um, but you have those generational divides. Um, do you think there's any like companies that do sell maybe more high end stuff that sell to typically maybe older demographics or wealthier demographics? Um, do you think that there's merit to them still moving into more of a digital format than even still just like I think some companies are maybe in on the marketing side still stuck a little bit on like the the traditional methods maybe print magazine newspaper radio tv mm-hmm. not saying those things can't be really effective um but do you think there will come a time where companies need to start thinking about the digital game a little bit more I think every company needs to have some type of digital advertise or some digital ad spend um and the reason for that is because rare are the companies that are selling just to one audience. And although this may be your target audience, it's not your only audience. Mm-hmm. And you might be wanting to reach this audience more than this audience. Um, we're going to call it A and B. Audience A might be reachable through this channel. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have this channel, you will never reach audience B. And that's not what you want. You want to be able to sell to whoever. You want to be able to target whoever. And um, that's why I think it's important to have digital because no matter what your audience is, no matter what you're selling, you want to be able to reach everyone and you want to be able to reach the younger audience, even if you're targeting the older audience. And so um, for that, I think you always have to have a little of both, even though you might 80% of your spend might be into the more traditional, traditional, whatever it is, you might want to still have a little, um, on Instagram because I mean my mom's on Instagram so you're you are going to reach someone there mm-hmm. you're not maybe that's not going to be 100% of your where you're grabbing all your clients but yeah it might be it might affect some over there so you always want to have something too yeah and I think something that companies and just people in general need to keep in mind is that the the age for digital sort of savviness and uh, social media interaction is trending up and up and up right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know when facebook first came out it was only for college students so you had your the target audience on facebook when it first started was 
very clearly from like 18 years old to like 24. Well, over the years, we've seen Facebook sort of flush out and now it, it's almost trended upward right. towards like the older demographic. Like I, I think now Facebook is probably the place where like 40, 50, 60s people hang out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go to check it out too, but, um, but way more so than in the past. And I think we're seeing that on the whole, especially even with this coronavirus thing going on and everyone's on digital, mm-hmm. you're seeing, I think, much more engagement and interaction from older demographics on what we might consider to be younger, more hip platforms. Right. Um, so you're seeing, like you said, like our moms on Instagram or, you know, I'm even seeing TikTok videos from like, you know, 60 year old, you know, just right. people that we probably wouldn't have thought in the past. I think those doors are opening up more. So, um, so yeah, I think companies, you know, probably need to be a little bit more open-minded that, uh, even if you're pointing at a, an older demographic, uh, it's it's not totally unlikely that maybe some of those people are on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook. Exactly. Well, Johnny, I've uh, really enjoyed having this conversation with you, and I have personally just appreciated getting to work with you, and you're definitely a branding guy. I've, I've loved watching <laughs> you sort of go through that process. You, you for sure love logos. I've seen that love come sure out do. of you. You love icons as well. Obviously, colors and fonts, all those things. Uh, are things that I've really enjoyed getting you to you know watch. And so uh, thanks for joining us to chat about marketing and branding today. And so you know for, for those that are listening and, and sort of taking this information in, what are some, you know, I guess leaving points that you'd want them to really consider as they think about maybe they have a company, you know, what are what are the few things that you'd want them to walk away with? I think there's a there's a few things they can take out of this. I think the very first one is that, to remember the difference branding branding is your identity is who you are it's what you look like what people see in you mm-hmm. and you is not personally you it's maybe company you and the marketing is how do you connect that identity that brand to the audience that you're trying to get the consumers the people that are going to spend money to get whatever it is that you're providing yeah. And so to remember those two there, the only way they overlap is the when you're creating your brand, you have to think of marketing. Yeah, and so, for sure. Um, that is one thing. I think the second thing is that branding comes first. You can market without a brand, but that is not going to work long term. Yeah. Marketing is something that attracts now. It's something that is going to stimulate someone to do now. Mm-hmm. And the only way they're going to keep coming back is if your brand is strong enough to make them remember who you are and what you did for them. And that is going to keep bringing them back. And so for that reason, you want to create your brand first and who you are and make sure that's golden and that's right there, that's solid. Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna market that. So branding comes first, then marketing. And lastly is to remember that you own your marketing. You own what you pay. You own what you put out. You own all of that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the consumers are going to own your brand. They are the ones that are going to see what you're doing. They're going to talk about what you're doing. And unless you're passing the message right through marketing, they're going to see something completely different. All of a sudden, you're going to think you're providing and you're going to think you're doing one thing when people are thinking of something else. And Mm -hmm. so you want to make sure to keep those two consistent, want to make sure you market exactly what your brand is and not something else just because, quote unquote, it sells better. 
Right. Yeah, that's a great final point. That's a good one to think about, especially when you've established your brand and now people have bought in and know your brand to try to all of a sudden change that personality or change what your brand does is going to be really hard for your audience to sort of pick up on because they've already made strong connections with your brand and what you do and what Mm -hmm. you're like and what your services are. It's not to say that you can't probably ever evolve, but, but it's a tough, that's a tough change because you're, you're like you're saying, your audience is the one that's going to sort of dictate that. Um, So, yeah. So that's a great, that's a great leaving piece. So, well, thanks again, Johnny, for joining us today on the Big Brands Theory podcast. It's been a real pleasure having you as our first guest. And uh, yeah, and thanks for joining us for this podcast. Um, we are starting this series, uh, Marketing Versus. And so we've got some episodes coming up that will continue this series. I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, catch you later. Oh.